smile, breathe, and just remember, it's too late to get out of it, so you might as well go on. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? You know, I'm screwed up and average enough that I could write a song that'll live on forever. And then after that, it don't matter. I am the king of gay chickens. No, seriously, what the fuck? Honestly, you're in a memory in your subconscious. Fuck! Seriously? I don't know what you've been told, little lady, but the rest of us start at nine. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. Good morning. Hey, Benny! Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river! <laughs> Is it gonna be like this all the time? <laughs> you looking forward to the new Hunger Games? No. Not in the slightest. Younger Games? Yeah. Looks like crap. Yeah, there's nothing really. I don't know why it in. exists. And also, if you were gonna if you're gonna spin off that world and tell other stories. Why would you pick the bad guy from the fucking first ones to try and make a like a like hey this is him young and naive and yeah. but you know he's a troubled guy like yeah. no fuck that fuck that yeah it's it's young Stanley Tucci isn't it no it's young President Snow it's young fucking Sutherland oh right but yeah the, ba- the bad guy but young young Tucci is in it though isn't it? isn't Schwartzman young Tucci I hope young he, Tucci's in it that's he's great he's Tucci's dad. Because that would be great. Young Stanley Snow. Tucci's a good character. Like he's not a like he's not evil. He's Who just plays there. Young Snow? Some fucking teen heartthrob, I guess. I tried googling Younger Games to see if it would come up as a joke, but it didn't. Nice. <laughs> oh well. That's the um, epic movie or scary movie version of this. I didn't realize that its entire um, its entire title of the new Hunger Games it's massive is massive. It's the Hunger Games colon the Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. When I was looking at movie times the other day, I just scrolled down to where just the last word was visible. So I thought there were like 15 showings of a movie called Snakes. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> snakes. Uh, I'm go at snakes. <laughs> snakes. Are they on a plane? Don't, don't you fucking worry about it, mate. Just come see. It's snakes. <laughs> snakes. And you know who's starring in Snakes? Denzel. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler would be in a movie. Didn't he just do a movie called Plane? He did do a movie called Plane. (laughs) And it's fucking shit. I bet it is. It was like it was. I I, I had fun, but it's shit. They looked at up. They looked at Gerard Butler's previous movies. They're like, we need to make it dumber. (laughs) How? Just one word titles. We need to make anything. We need to make this so easy for people to get what it's about. Like the movie Taken. That's a one-word title, but yeah. it explains the movie. Someone's taken. He's got to get her back. That yeah, makes sense. but it's like this movie is called Plain. What is it? It's not a verb. Taken. Yeah. Well, I'm it's, not. I'm it's not kind of. It's I an, know. An, it's an adjective. I know. It's a describing. Is it an adjective? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I know. I like my knowledge of English Adverb, grammar. I, I, I do. I've published quite a lot of writing, but there's noun, adjective, verb is a doing. What's an adverb? No, Gun, no, no. Gun actually, my head. no, actually, no one knows. You know, Gundam um, Head couldn't tell you without looking yeah, it up. Historians say that the meaning of adverb was lost several centuries ago. Yeah, mm. and it's, and now it's just we we just hear echoes of former <laughs> ages when people could refer to adverbs in, in conversation, and that was a different age and a stronger age mm. when 
The golden age. Yeah, before the age of snakes or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that movie. Plane? Or well, no, I've seen Plane. It's, you saw Plane. It's shit. But I'm not going to watch the new Hunger This Games. is my new movie, Guns. <laughs> no, Gun. It's just Gun. 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 <laughs> it's about a kid who gets access to a gun. Double N, so it's someone's name? Or it's, no. it's the movie 20 bucks, but instead of it being 20 bucks, it's just a gun. Yeah. It's just passed around it's between just people. It's buck. It's called dollar. <laughs> Bullet. It's used once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, this the is movie this, Bullet this is start, very good. This is the start of my Nouns trilogy. <laughs> I'm going to do a series of films based around different nouns. The three nouns. The three you, nouns. You, yeah, because it's yeah. a trilogy. The three, you choose three nouns. Yeah, we're doing plane, wheel, and cup. <laughs> so plane started it. Oh, that's a great, great start. You're off to a fantastic start. Seen any good movies lately? I saw Plane. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, before we even get into that, we got news. I love news. We got news. We got Craig news. Well, it's not really Craig news. Mm. Craig news is, going back to our Daniel Craig days, he wears glasses quite a lot now. Cool. I cool. think he seems to be like a glasses wearing kind of guy. That's he's, okay. He's still out filming that movie Queer, based on the novel Queer by William S. Burroughs. And he's got a weird sort of serial killer haircut and glasses combo going on, which he seems to be sticking with. Obviously, he looks great in it. Uh, and so you don't want to see Casino Royale in concert? You don't want to pay over $100 to go to our local orchestral hall yeah. and hear a live orchestra play the music of Casino Royale? I don't think... Um, Casino Royale isn't a film I watch... And love because of the soundtrack. Well, sorry, not the soundtrack. The soundtrack's great. The 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 score isn't mm. the reason I love Casino Royale. It's one of them, but it's not the thing. Like Lord yeah. of the Rings, you love it for many things, but the score is is what makes it. And so it's fantastic. in it the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Whereas this Casino is Royale is a it's a spy movie. Yeah. It comes and it goes. And it's, I can imagine them do it. Like I've seen them do this for two thousand and one, A Space Odyssey. That would be a thing as well. Um, what else is there? I don't know for a lot of them, like Indiana Jones, probably. Yeah, but Indiana Jones it. is also a thing, like, that's a, a motif. Yeah. Whereas... Casino Royale, there's one bit that I would love to hear the orchestra play, and it's the last few seconds of the movie, quite famously. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess if I'm honest, I can't call to mind any of the other music throughout it. Except the James Bond theme. But no, but they don't play it till the end. Well, no, yeah, exactly. That's that's the end of the film. The rest of it's 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 just sort of moody tones. I think it's like watching an episode of CSI live. Yeah, <laughs> please, <laughs> yes, please. Um, but yeah, but I kind of felt like it's kind it's kind of Craigtent. Do I have to go because it's Craigtent? You know? It is, but you don't have to go because you've seen that movie already. Yeah. Therefore, you've but never already in listened that, to that score. Never in that way. <laughs> never well, in this life. Something to think about. It's nearly sold out. That's kind of cool. Good, and it's, and it's Good like, for them. It's in like March of next year. Good for them. Thwaites news. Uh-huh. A little bit of Thwaites news about our, the prince of film, Brenton Thwaites. <laughs> Do you know the mo- the song, How to Make Gravy? Uh, yes. I was about to say uh, everybody everyone. knows that because they should. It is a Christmas song by Paul Kelly. Yeah. 
Everybody loves that. Song. And I'd, I'd heard. It is depressing I'd, and long. What's it about? It's about, it's about a about... dude in prison. Okay. Who's writing a letter home, just being like, who's going to make the gravy for Christmas? I hope you guys have a good Christmas. Oh, yeah. Who's going to make the gravy? Sad. Because the guy in a film. Because the guy in prison used to make gravy? He used to make the gravy, yeah. Mm-hmm. He always made the gravy. They're not making a film, Isaac. They've just rapped on filming a film. And can you guess who's in it? Is Brenton in How to Make Gravy? Brenton Thwaites. Good man. Is in How to Make Gravy. Upcoming Christmas. I, I now think not coming out till next Christmas. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not going to get released. They have it, but it, yeah, while. we're going to get it on binge. But yeah, you got you got Brent, you got Thwaites, you got Weaving, you got Herriman. You know Damon Herriman? Damon. Yeah, I think I know that I guy. Know Justin Harriman. No, this is Herriman. Okay. Yeah, the guy. He's in like Game of Thrones and stuff. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he plays Charles Manson and everything. Actually, did know him from that. You got. <laughs> In everything, he does. He plays Charles Manson in Mine Hunters and in because he's a very good Once Upon cast a Time in Hollywood. And you've got you got Henschel, you got Daniel Henschel, the killer from Snowtown. Cool. And you got other people whose names I don't recognize, but I'm sure are great as well. So that's exciting. Got to make sure we get Titan season four out of the way, so we're clear for that. Um, and yeah, and new bloody, what's his name? Brendan Fraser. (laughs) 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 You know that guy? What are we fucking doing? Hello everyone, welcome to Exceptional Thieves. (laughs) This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And this is the latest episode in our special series, Turns of Phrase, where we are watching reviewing the entire filmography of the one and only Brendan Fraser. Who the fuck is that? Who we never forget. Yeah, of course. The king of film. And he's done a cheeky little audio drama. <laughs> cheeky little. A cheeky a little, cheeky ooh. little audio drama. He's just, he's just <laughs> snuck in a... Cheeky. You it's, naughty boy. It's available on Audible, but it's not an audio book. It's like, it's written for Audible. So it's, it's radio. It's an audio drama. We're coming. We're, we're making a bold return to radio. There's a lot of those from Doctor Who. I'm David Tennant has has played the Doctor many more times. Than I you've bet seen. he has. You cannot you get can him. Listen to him play the Doctor. You so many times. You couldn't pay David Tennant to stop doing Doctor Who stuff. And why would you? He's coming. He's back on the screens. In like a month's time. He's just a cool guy. I love a radio drama. Me too. Can I just say, I haven't been into them for a while, but l- when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I'd like listen to tapes and audio stuff when I was going to sleep a bit more, love that stuff. One of my favorite experiences in live theater sounds. was yeah. performing a radio play. Because you have your Foley desk and everyone, there's, there's people there just making the sound You effects. performed a radio play. Like I performed in a radio play. Killers of the Flower Moon style. Mm, yes, it was exactly like that, but shit. <laughs> It was just the. It was the most fun. Well, I didn't think theirs was great. I mean, you know, they were doing a fine job, but I wasn't like mind blown by the wizardry. Well, of I their just performance. love radio. It's just such a cool thing to like. You can go and you watch it, or you can go and just shut your eyes and listen. Yeah. Or tune in. I just love yeah, the idea I of want a Foley to, desk. I wouldn't want to watch a radio play oh, live. You can see that guy just doing the footsteps. Just but that no, but one I, dude with the shoes on the tum- on the piece of timber, just doing the footsteps. But oh, I want to be able to... Into the little bucket of gravel. Oh, they're outside. Oh, my God. 
but I want to be carried away by the magic of the sounds, and so, I can't do that when I'm watching Mr. Foley. Yeah, but you, someone, someone's at the back of the stage waiting, 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 slams the door. Or like... <laughs> it's like, oh, it's I so still cool. so cannot get over the fact that just the way they have to make every sound for film and TV. The fact a that, lot of sounds. The fact yeah, that yeah. they get nothing from set, apparently. They can't record... <laughs> they get a lot from nah, set. Nah, mate. you can nah, add they to can't, it. They can't record, apparently, the closing of a door, the picking up of a piece of paper. <laughs> they can't... The clicking of a mouse. Everything is done. Well, if you listen to Foley artists, they would have you believe. Like, and, and they are nothing, entitled to have you believe that. Nothing is... Nothing. And... I just feel like you could get some of it. You could get some you of it. You can get a lot of it. But Foley is just cool. Like, I love no, watching him do that. The only way <laughs> the only way we can do this gunfight is if I walk on these magazines dressed as a bush. <laughs> and then I slap this horse. Oh, so I sound so good. Then me? I'm going to climb inside this bell and dance around. And I that's love, um, how we did the Titanic. inside Foley artists, like warehouses and stuff. And it's just, just random shit everywhere. Like it is, mm. it is a junk shop. And it, that's so cool. That is and these cool. people are getting paid copious amounts of money. It's just like, yeah, knock a pen against a piece of glass. Yeah, I don't know if it's copious. Copious, but it's probably copious. It's nah. just a good word to say. I'd say they're getting paid the absolute minimum the studio has to pay them to avoid mm. industrial action. To avoid it, to avoid another strike <laughs> is what I would be saying. <laughs> but anyway, Brendan is in the downloaded a radio drama in 2059. Two vastly different groups of people portrayed by the compelling trio of Brendan Fraser, brackets Academy Award winner. You better bloody believe it, mate. <laughs> Luke Kirby, brackets Emmy Award winner. Who's that? And Vanessa Sears, brackets Dora Award winner. Nice. Good on you, Vanessa. I'm not going to lie. I haven't heard of those awards, but I'm sure it's very. I'm sure you did great as well. I reckon Dora Awards are awarded by the animated character Dora. Yeah. Mm. Just her, her top 10 for the top year. Top 10 for the year, yeah. Yeah. Undergo cryonic suspension. While their bodies are frozen, their minds, still active and awake, are uploaded into a massive quantum computer. Holy shit. The first group are all astronauts about to leave Earth on a one-way interstellar colonization mission. The second group consists of convicted murderers and volunteers who elect to serve their sentences in a virtual reality prison. So, from when I read that, it sounded like the first group had three people. And the second group had three people voiced by the same three people. All right. Nah. That's what it sounds like. These so, and different groups of people voiced by... This so one, Brendan this one, Fraser is like, I'm a, I'm a going to colonize Mars. And then he's like, he's hello, like, I'm a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I'm a different bloke. In I? Yeah, it's, a, it's an audio drama. You couldn't tell. No. The accent's going to be so All the different. murderers are played by Bob Hoskins. <laughs> is he alive? I think so. <laughs> anyway, but while both groups are suspended, a global cataclysm devastates most of the Earth and their cryos leave is extended by more than 500 years. This sounds sick. Yeah, it does. It sounds so cool. It does time. It sounds like Futurama, but like dramatic. Yeah. Not that Futurama wasn't dramatic. If you've seen the episode with this dog, it's very depressing. Time to fire up the free 30-day trial of Audible. Of Audible. I recognize the name Luke Kirby. Nah, you recognise the name Vanessa Kirby. That's what I'm. That's that's probably is what I'm recognising. Then she's going to be Sue Storm. I don't know. It's all over the internet at the moment that Pedro Pascal is going to be um, the main Fantastic. one. Yeah, I don't want him. 
No, it doesn't work for me. I would want Pedro, if if anyone, like if anything, I would want Pedro Pascal to be the thing. Like, the th- he'd be really cool as a thing, but like to be, be a bad lovable. guy because he's so lovable. He'd be such a fun bad guy. Yeah, I think I've personally kind of. Maybe it's because I just wasn't a big fan of The Last of Us, but I've personally kind of reached kind of Pedro Pascal saturation point, mm-hmm. as lovely as he is. Mm-hmm. And if he you just need just, a break for a little bit, yes. Just a little and bit. I just I don't think he slots into that role particularly well. No, he's he's he can't, he's not he, he he's seemed, not nerdy enough. He seems like a lovely guy. Mm. Doesn't seem like a genius. He's got dad energy. He doesn't have genius energy. And you've got to have both. Yes, you do have to have both. And he do, he and like does not he comes. John Krasinski a, has both. John Krasinski does, doesn't he? He's got, but like I, he doesn't for, need to be the MCU's for all his flaws. Mr. Fantastic, yeah. Like if they don't want to do to go down that route, but that's he, fine. Yeah, but he is kind of fucking perfect. Yeah, and that's great. There are other options, but at the moment, John Krasinski is fantastic. Yeah, it's not Pedro. No, but it's going to be in it. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You finished Loki. I did finish Loki. I haven't finished it yet. I'm just so unmotivated. My, like, I'm not going to spoil it, Mm -hmm. but the last episode, after I watched it, I went on YouTube to look at people explaining it, and everyone's like, oh, it's the best episode ever. Oh, it's so good. They do so much. And and I'd watch this thing, and I'm like, eh. They're like, the end justifies the whole thing. There's this cool montage of him doing something right at the end there. Mm-hmm. Which builds to a certain thing, and it's supposed to feel real important. It's like not. Yeah. And I love Tom Hiddleston, and like his Loki has been so much fun. For you to fuck up Tom Hiddleston as Loki, yeah. wearing that little shirt and tie, doing cool stuff with Owen Wilson. For you to fuck that up. Yeah. How, why would you fuck? It's that up? harder to fuck it up than do it right. Mm-hmm. I would have thought. But I, yeah. One thing I will give the second season of Loki um, <laughs> is that Kihoi Kwan is in it. A lot. He is, isn't he? When he was in the posters and the trailer and stuff, I'm like, oh, he's only going to be in it really small. Like, he's yeah. just got a small role. He's in every episode all yeah. the time. It's fantastic. Didn't need to be. Didn't need to be. His character does punishingly little. Mm. But, but I um... love that he's there a lot. <laughs> he's cool. Cool dude. Did you see the Marvels? I did watch the Marvels. Mm. Watched it over the weekend. What do you Can recommend. Oh, yeah? It was quite fun. I don't think I'm going to see it. You don't have to. A lot of people aren't seeing it. Yeah. And apparently someone, like a lot of people have said it's shit. It's not shit. It's quite fun. Yeah. It's a little bit lame, but it is quite fun. It is okay. nowhere near as bad. It's, sorry. It is not even on the same playing field as Quantumania. Like, Quantumania oh, okay. is shit because it's not a good movie. Yeah, the Marvels, it was shit. The Marvels has moments of, like, this is quite lame. Okay. But it's not... It's, it's lame, but it's not shit. It's not shit. Okay. It's not shit. Well, that's a shame. Because Yay it's for Marvel. Gonna, yeah, it's going to lose a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> it is going to lose so much It's going to lose some so much money. Um, but have you seen any other good movies lately? No. No? Like, Damn. I've, I've been watching a lot of, like, old Christmas movies again. I watched oh, Hot yeah. Fuzz like four times in the last month. Okay. But you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You got to keep your quota up. You do. I see how you're filling all your, how you, I see how you're running out of time to watch anything else. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I have started watching my annual period of Christmas movies and Christmas right. horror movies. Yeah. Emma's been trying to get, get going on it and I've been, I've been weirdly resistant to it this year just, just cause I'm, I'm going to do it, but yeah. it, just, it just hasn't felt ready yet. Okay. But I think now, now we're getting to mid-November. I think we can really yeah. kick into gear. My house Finally. has been decorated for weeks. Yeah. But that's fine. 
Nah, start of start of December for me. Okay. I think yeah, or yeah, next week sometime maybe. <laughs> Famously, that's not the start of December. No, but you know it's close enough. Oh, okay. I'm just saying I'm not being you know ironically, I'm not religious <laughs> about it. I just <laughs> it'll happen at some point. It just doesn't feel. But it's con- just not going to happen at the normally, start of November. It's a yeah. little too early. Okay, we've just had Halloween. You got to come down. You got to come I'm down. I'm still on the come down such from a Halloween. High, yeah. After such a high from trick or treating. Did you see any other good scary movies? No. No. I'm so excited I for they the Pope's follow. Pope's Exorcist, actually. Oh yeah, the it's Pope, fucking horrible. The Pope's Exorcist. It's so Fuck shit. <laughs> It's like laughably bad. Isn't Russell Crowe in that? Yeah, he's <laughs> the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> Is he doing like a little Italian accent the whole he's time? He's got an accident. He's got an accent. In Domina Patris. But it's not an Italian accent. It's just It's great. He speaks Italian and Spanish for parts of the film, which is cool. Russell. But. What are you? There's a sequel. They've greenlit a sequel. It's happening. It's happening. It's going to be a thing. I guess it must have made enough exorcist. money. Oh well, uh, I didn't really. See, I'm I'm so excited for they follow. Yeah, me too. Finally, we're getting a new it follows. Same creative team. It's gonna be great, but that that's a while off. I didn't have, I haven't actually finished it, but I finally started watching Underwater. Oh, cool, cool, cool. With Kirsten Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Love. You haven't finished it. No, I just like ran out of time, oh. and then I realized. Do you ever like stop watching a movie and then days later you're like, oh shit, I never actually. <laughs> I have done that, yeah. Finished it, um, but I mean, like, it's not not really spoiler alert because this happens right at the start of the movie. But like, mm-hmm. I love the structure of that movie where, like, a normal standard structure, you meet all the characters, mm-hmm. ca- character arriving on the base, you yeah. go all the way down, so you see how low it is, you. You are implicitly told different things about the base, so you learn the geography and the structure and what the stakes are and what the possible escape routes are and what might go wrong, and then something goes wrong in, like, the end of the first act. This movie's like, hey, look, it's Kirsten Stewart. Remember her? Boom! (laughs) (laughs) And then just everything explodes, and you're just immediately in it, and you've no idea who anyone... So you meet characters in the midst of the disaster as it goes along, and you're learning about the architecture as it goes along. And yeah, fresh and different and cool. It is cool. And I'm, I was sad that it didn't get any sort of recognition. Yeah, no one cared about it. Gives a shit. I like the Where theory. Where are you up to? Um, I, feel, I think I'm a bit, just a bit past halfway. All right, cool. When you're finished, we'll, we'll talk about it because okay. I do love the ending. I like the theory that it's set in the Cloverfield universe. Nice theory. Yeah, there's like multiple movies that people fan cast as being Cloverfield <laughs> movies. Much better than the canon Cloverfield movies, yeah, I would God say. Finally watched Super Mario Bros. Nice. That, that popped up on Netflix. And because I'm, I'm in a big Mario phase at the moment, yes, getting back are. into the N64. <laughs> what did you think of Mario? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. it's. I mean, coming pretty fresh off the Lego movies, you did feel the kind of... Im- it, it, like, it's a much thinner plot, in, like, emotionally. You know, like Lego, funnily it. enough, manages to get to the first a degree Lego of like movie, complexity and maturity in yeah. terms of what's happening in the storyline. It's actually quite impressive. Whereas this is just like, we're, we're just trying to rescue Luigi. Okay? Don't fucking worry about it. Bowser's <laughs> coming. Let's fucking go. And you're like, okay, whatever. And it's all fun and fine. And you know what? A crisp 90 minutes. Yeah. We're not fucking around. And it's it's not about there are some good jokes. Yeah. It's, it's some fun stuff. Coopers. Goombas. 
whatever those things are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I did a really good job of because it's interestingly the Mario universe for all of the different Mario games. It's quite famously thin on world building mm-hmm. of exactly like there's, there's not, no geography it's not laid out yeah. yeah well there's like geography in the maps of games yeah but but like where everything changes where constantly. donkey kong stuff is and like there's yeah, no how, there's, that, how donkey kong fits into the mario yeah, world the lore and mythology of the mario yeah. world is intentionally just not the focus and don't worry about it yeah <laughs> so they had to put a bit of work in to figure out a way for this all to fit together and, and I think they do that quite well. I think they do it quite well. Yeah. So can recommend. Chris Pratt, what are you doing, mate? Now you're Garfield. Do you want to like be in movies? What? Yeah, the, you know, the trailer's out for the new Garfield movie There's with Chris the new Pratt. Garfield movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it doesn't look the worst. But Bill Murray I'm gonna see it. is Garfield. Yeah. That's his, fa- that's his favorite See, movie that he ever made. This is exactly the conversation we were having about how none of the Marvel Chris's can just have a normal movie career. Like, Chris Pratt should be out there just having Chris Pratt movies. Mm. Instead, he's just being Super Mario, Garfield, and the little Lego fella. Mm-mm. And now that Guardians is over and Jurassic World is over, what is he going to do? I'm looking at the post. Okay, it's an animated film. Mm. I like that. Yeah, it's fully animated. I like that it's fully animated. Yeah. Because if it was just Garfield again. Were you a Calvin and Hobbes person? Uh, no. I have read Calvin Hobbes and okay. I do not not like Calvin and Hobbes, but as a child, okay. has not been part of my life. Okay, don't worry about it then. Is there a Calvin and Hobbes movie? No. Bill Watson refused all licensing. Nice. There was, there's never been any formal, like allowed... Calvin and Hobbes merchandise. Cool. The entire time. But so every shirt you own that says Calvin and Hobbes is legal. Yeah, I just wrote that on there myself with a nice. texter. Um, Very cool. Yeah. But no, he's got, he's got a new weird little book coming out. Okay. It's like it's the first thing he's published since Calvin and Hobbes finished in 1995 or something. Nice. Yeah, anyway. Living off that high for a while. Yeah. I watched Pain Hustlers. Okay. Yeah. Was it good? You know, has that got Timberlake it, in it, or is it? No, no that's Evans, isn't it? It's 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 Evans. Yeah. Evans Blunt. Yeah. Um, People. Other that other the Australian one, who's in Ocean's Eleven, the baddie. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy okay, in fine. Ocean's Eleven is Andy Garcia. Oh yeah, who am I convincing? Who am I confusing Andy Garcia with? <laughs> I'm going to find it. Hang on. <laughs> um, Give me another movie that he's... Anthony LaPaglia. That's who I'm ah, confusing him okay. with. No, yeah. Andy Garcia. <laughs> you got Garcia. Anthony, um, Andy Garcia is in the new Expendables movie, which I haven't yeah. seen yet. Expendables. I saw the trailer for that, you know how those trailers, like, famously, just have the surnames of everyone come up? Like, Stallone. Mm. Like, et cetera. Garcia came up. I'm like... Yeah. He's who's, not an action star. Who's Gus? <laughs> He's just a dude. He does movies. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> I was on a flight the other day. Okay. And this fucking older gentleman. Oh, shit. Pulls, as the fl- we've taken off, mm-hmm. tray table down, pulls his phone out, 
pulls up a pulls a movie up on a web browser, which I found distressing, <laughs> is somehow watching Expendables on a web browser. Mm-hmm. Just presses play. No headphones. No headphones. No nothing. Oh, cool! What a guy. And I give him a minute. Maybe he's going to realize his mistake. Maybe. <laughs> And then just as the explosions keep going, I was like, it's my responsibility. I've got to do something. And I just look over. He sees me look, looks up and is like, too loud? I'm like, yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Next, I'll bring headphones next time. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. You can't just watch <laughs> Expendables on the plane. Why not? You couldn't hear any other film. Because it's just the constant of a plane drowns out dialogue. So you have to watch something with explosions. Yeah. But yeah so you know what's going on. And you could, and so, and all you could hear were the explosions as well sitting yeah. next to him. And you couldn't not hear it. He just you know. puts the subtitles on and mutes it. Yeah. Just put oh, on The Good Wife good. with subtitles. <laughs> that's what you do there. But Pain Hustlers is a fucking weird movie. Mm. It wasn't the worst, but. It's just a. It's because it's they. It's about a fake drug. Mm-hmm. They develop a fake drug, which is basically like fentanyl, mm-hmm. and then they get really rich, and then everyone's it's, like, "Is it based on a true story?" Well, that's the thing. It's not. Okay. It's just based on a novel that is about what is now a tale as old as time. Mm. Of pharma, big pharma. Of, of big of big pharmaceutical companies. Corrupting the medical process and getting people addicted to medications and then causing widespread pain and suffering out of their greed, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's just a weird story to write a fantasy version of something that like multiple worthwhile movies and TV shows have been made about the real life stories of what <laughs> happened here. And there are true stories and this that doesn't should, really, to be told. Yeah, and this doesn't really contribute anything to it, except it builds in the fantasy, a spoiler alert for Pain Hustlers, <laughs> builds in the fantasy element at the end that some of the pharmaceutical executives go to jail oh. because of the whistleblower character in the movie. Look at that. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that's never actually happened in real life. <laughs> So it's weird to give a depiction of this incredibly serious thing in a fantasy version where something better where happened. Where comeuppance Yeah, place. it's like in Glorious Bastards, but for Big Pharma. <laughs> so that was a weird one. I watched Yesterday. I had you not seen Yesterday? I ain't seen Yesterday. Oh, dude, I love Yesterday. Man. Yesterday is one of my happy feel movies. I was... It's just a happy feel. I was emotional for a bunch of reasons already. I was more on the edge than I thought I was. That day you cried for yesterday? Did you have a bit of a cry? And he knocks on the door. And little old old John Lennon opens the door. Mm-hmm. And he says hello to him. And I just burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> Something about seeing old still alive. Yesterday is a movie where a guy like slips between realities and he wakes up in a universe where no one where the Beatles never existed, but he remembers the Beatles and he's a musician. So he becomes famous playing the Beatles music. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about with yesterday. It's a fantastic movie. I'm watching Can yes- recommend. I'm watching yesterday, I'm like, why is this so good? And then I'm like, Oh, it's written by Richard Curtis and directed by Danny Boyle. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> That's what we call in the industry a winning formula. <laughs> And um, yeah, great. Robert Carlyle as little old John Lennon, mm-hmm. who's uh, who's eighty years old but happy, and was never famous, but has just lived an okay so life. Good. Oh, really, really got to me. 
in ways that I'm still reflecting on. I also love just the scene of him there with John Lennon. You're weird, mate. You're a weird guy. Yeah. You need serious psychiatric help. Yeah. Not just, anymore. <laughs> it got to me something about the like the parasocial relationship you can have with famous people. Mm-hmm. I think this is all swirling around for me with like the death of Matthew Perry yep. recently as well, which got to me a lot because he was my one of the friends. Like if I was going to be any one of them, I'd be Chandler. And just when he says like, "Oh, it's just it's so it's so good to see you," to John Lennon, yeah. which he would say to someone like you know them. <laughs> You know, like, oh, it's so good to see you again. Because <laughs> I used to see you all the time. You didn't know I was seeing you. I've watched you, didn't you know I was from there. my palm but I've watched, a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, I've watched you while lying in bed for most of my <laughs> life in a weird way. Yeah. So, yeah, can recommend. And then I watched The Killer. I have not yet watched The Killer. Okay. But I am keen. Okay. Well, I will hold watch off. The Killer. We'll talk about that Talk about it time. once you've seen it. I don't want to bias your your take on it. The new Finchatastic movie. Yeah. Is it on par with Seven? No. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, what a shame. Yeah, no. If Seven's a seven out of seven, this is a less than that <laughs> for me. And that's, I'm, I'm just speaking for me. But we're not here today to talk about movies by David Fincher or, you know, Danny Boyle. Or starring the fantastic voice of Chris Pratt. Now we only get the voice, never the face anymore. Mm-hmm. It's so he doesn't have to work out all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, I can still do this, I mean, but fair I can enough. eat pizza. Yes. Yeah, or lasagna, more to the point. We're here, to, we're here to talk about kids in the hall, colon, brain. You know, we don't do it on purpose, but it's always half an hour when we start <laughs> talking about like... Hi, everybody. It's always half an hour. That's why you put that timestamp at the start. Just like skip half an hour. I, like, I, honest to God, haven't looked at the time until now, but it's always half an hour. We're talking about Kids in the Hall, colon, Brain Candy, a 1996 Canadian comedy film written by and starring the Canadian comedy troupe, The Kids in the Hall. First question. Yeah. You're making a comedy troupe, right? You're making one. I'm making a troupe. Yeah, if you if you you it's in the nineties. Comedy troupe. You're starting one of the, a comedy troupe, having a great time. One of the few kind of troops still going. Why the fuck do you call it the kids in the hall? Uh, the kids in the hall name. I can't tell you the origin of the name because I was because it's a shit name. I was reading. Um, it comes from a reference someone made. Oh, where did I find it? On some sort of comedy show or something, the host would. If a joke didn't work, the host would say, oh, that was written by the kids in the hall, referring to a group of young writers they had working in the back. Cool. So the kids in the hall are like the new young writers on a comedy show. So they're like the young young whippersnappers, the up-and-comers. So, I mean... And boy, did they come up. Yes. Mm. And these, these lads have kind of kept going... They, the main character, I as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I know your face and your voice is very familiar because yeah. of Lilo and Stitch. He he voices an alien in Lilo and oh, Stitch. Oh wow, okay. And that because his voice is so piercing, that is what all I will remember that voice for. Yeah, wow, okay. So that's the only thing I've known any of these people from. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice to have a legacy. Yes. Um. So the the kids in the hall sketch show. The eponymous 
television show ran from 1989 to 1995 on CBC <laughs> Canada. All this stuff sounds a little lame. <laughs> um, and also appeared on HBO and Comedy Central. Then they made this movie, Brain Candy, in 1996. They reformed for various tours and comedy festivals in 2000. They later reunited for an eight-part miniseries in January 2010. Aww. And an eight-episode revival season was released on Amazon Video Prime Video in 2022. Jesus. So there's new, fresh kids in the hall from last year. Fuck. But this is the only movie they've made. And uh, it was... I'm glad. And um, now, it wasn't, now it wasn't a commercial success... <laughs> But can you can you guess what it has become? A cult classic. It's become a cult classic. You better believe it. <laughs> like every oh yeah, like, like every, every film that didn't make money twenty years ago. But some people still classic. remember. <laughs> it's a cult classic amongst amongst its devoted cult like fo- following of fans. Ten people. Ten people can be a cult. Ten people and ten people can be a cult. There you go. Great new cult documentary out on Netflix called about the Twin Flames universe. Check it out. Fantastic. Um. I watch them as soon as they come out. <laughs> you love cults. Love cult. Love mm. cults. But you don't want to start one. Don't want to start one. Do you want to but be I in w- one? Do you want to escape one? I'd love to escape one. Okay. I would I would love to be in a situation where a cult just starts developing around me and I'm the only one who can see it for what it is. <laughs> but I've just watched so many cults like there's no way you'd get me. There's no way. But I'd play along for a little while and then just pick the right moment to just fucking rip the place apart. I would love it, but yeah. I'm just not social enough yeah, we're not in to end up in that situation. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's all the way people do cults now just over video calls, like especially since COVID. Oh, people, that's just a sad cult. Like, so the cult isn't even, like, you don't have to get everyone in your one compound in the mountains. Yeah. You just get everyone on the same video call for five hours a day. And you just lock them in and they just don't let them go. And so you're just getting brainwashed for five hours in your own room just over, over a laptop. And they're just video call, video call, video calls. That's just sad. They're like multiple multiple cults of, have used that sort of methodology now. And it, yeah, it's very interesting. Fuck. Brain candy. I Did hate, you, sorry, yeah. I hate video calls. I hate them. <laughs> Oh, like that's the barrier to entry for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'll join your cult if you have a big mansion. I'm you there. mean as opposed to an in-person meeting? Is that what you're talking about? Well, an in-person meeting is like fine, I guess. I just I don't like people. Like, do you like phone calls? Phone calls are fine. Is that better than a video call? Fuck yeah. Why if it's that... one person on the other end, uh-huh. I don't want to talk to six people on a phone call. So then you want a video call? No, I don't want a video call at all. You just I'd rather never not talk, talk to, to six people. Yeah. I'd rather see them in person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll video call no one. We'll phone call with one person. Yep. More than one person has to be physical meetup. Preferably. Okay. Well, you are protected from a lot of cults. Fuck yes. Um, Safety is sexy, everyone. Did you like brain candy, Isaac? No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> there Me were neither. moments of funniness. Moments. There were moments of funniness. They had some fun jokes, but yeah. the movie is terrible. It's not cool. Like I yeah. I I like the idea. It's a strong concept in the Strong concept. I'd even yeah, I'd say it's a strong concept. I like the idea movie. and the premise of your comedy group playing everybody in a movie. Yeah. I, I like that idea. But oh. 
those movies can only ever be sketch movies. Like you, your characters That's can't, the thing. your 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 storylines can't intertwine. Yeah. By doing that, like, because basically, there's there's Dave Foley, Bruce McCullough, Kevin McDonald, Mark McKinney, Scott Thompson. Mm-hmm. Those five guys play everyone. Yeah. There's a few very small roles, but and there's a lot of characters. Yeah, there, there's I, almost too many. And characters. I got quite confused yeah. about who was who because it's all the same actors. And because when and they don't when look distinct when, when each of them are dressed as women, they look the same no matter what the wig is. Yeah, you look. They like, play okay, all the women. Just, that, that's that same woman again. She's just got different hair now. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a. Ch- it's not enough of a change. And the accents don't change. No, nah, it's just no- all Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> it's very Canadian. It's, eh? a, it's a very Canadian. A, eh? and they. Yeah, and there's lots of men dressed as women in a way that, like, I think is meant to be funny in and of itself, <laughs> you know. And I guess just, in the 90s it may have I been. I guess it's, you know, in a sort of Mrs. Doubtfire-y kind of way. And yeah, but even I don't even know, Mrs. so there's something Doubtfire kind of juvenile about looked it. looked like a grandma. Yeah. And he put an accent on. He did, famously. <laughs> um, yeah, there's bits, I don't know, I mean, what, what do you say? I, um, there's Brendan's in it for about twenty seconds. He does have a couple of lines. He has more. He, d- he, has, he does it, more than I thought he was going to. Dialogue do. is probably the best. The amount he did in it, I I felt justified in us watching it. Uh-huh. I I thought he was just going to like he does more in this than he does in bloody in the army now. Yeah, I'd say that he had to do put makeup on. He has emotions. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, he acts. He he has an he has arc. A scene. He has a technically. He has a scene. It's he has very a scene. short, but it is a scene. Yeah, pop it on the heat. Yeah, mm. he has he has different pitches to his voice <laughs> during that scene. It's going great. The first line of the film, when the um, taxi driver said, "Yeah," so there's what did a, he say because it was like so monotonous. There's like an uh, is he an Italian? cab driver a foreign i only thought italian because he kept sounding a bit like mario to me (laughs) because i got mario on the brain because like i'm going to tell you a story about how people find happiness oh no the first thing that happens is the homeless person bangs on his window um and he says uh show some respect you homeless piece of shit yes that line you homeless piece which was kind of funny in its brutality it's funny but it's also it made me laugh because it was delivered fucking horribly, really like, it was intense. so bad. And as soon as it happened, I'm like, I'm like, I I hoped that the whole film was gonna be like that. Yeah. Because then it would be like the room, and it's like you get to enjoy this because it's so bad. Yeah. No, it's not bad enough to it's be. It's not bad enough to so be. So bad, that. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, person who was homeless, they'd gone so hardcore in the hair and makeup. We thought Link the Caveman was back. <laughs> So I don't understand what's going on in this beginning bit. It's like a city. There's lots of lightning. It's all like Gotham coded. I think that lightning was real and they just lucked out on the day they were filming. But there's like interior scenes. So then do they have to add that lighting in later? Well, no, that 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 uh, that opening track shot of the taxi when they came around the corner, either they've built their, themselves a miniature suburb or like this area, yeah. which is also perfectly fine and doable, but... Like the lightning Canada. looked quite well because, like, obviously the film quality is not amazing. It looked real enough that they may have just done that shot on an evening and got lightning. And I loved the—I th- love to think that that was just a lucky accident 
that they had lightning because it was in the clouds on all the buildings. Maybe. I mean, that would be so cool. Like, there's no reason for there to be constant lightning all through this scene. This scene is like a patchwork of different, I guess, different people being. It's the introduction um, to each of the characters in their depressive states. But it's also, but it it is, but it's also other people doing other stuff. We see the band and the girl puts a cigarette out on her arm. Yeah, we pan up to a, a a German nihilistic guy doing a monologue about how meaningless stuff is to his therapist. We see that therapist that looks later like a on, BTS though. killer. Yeah, but there's no need to introduce that yeah. therapist now. You would be introducing the patient. <laughs> so I don't know what's I going don't speak on. German. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. I guess we do um we do get so there's gay dad who gets introduced here. We do meet gay dad. One of the and he never interacts with any of the other characters. He's just, he's just sort of a vignette. <laughs> I guess you might say off to the side. No, um, he does interact. He's at, he's at the lab later on in the in the movie. Well, he 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 and he's in the happiness pie he's that in the, the suicide club song. sing about. Like some of this may not make sense to you guys <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but there's a very disgusting happiness pie on a green screen that's still green later in the movie. Um, I think it's supposed like to be I don't really have like a take about any of this. <laughs> I have no no like critical comment to make beyond just. But at, very early on in this, I was like, ah. Oh, I don't even know how to really write down what's happening here. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like a fever dream. Yeah, there's that van. Basically, premise of the story is yeah, blah, pharmaceutical blah, blah. company. Dr. Cooper works at a lab and they're working the f- on a medication. Yeah. Pharmaceutical company is, is losing money, so they're cutting back on research. Dr. Cooper says, my pill is ready. It is an antidepressant and it's really good. But it's definitely ready. We don't need more. More well, he's first right. up. We need more testing. But then, no, nah, it's ready. Let's pump it out. They make millions well, yeah. well, selling this happy drug. He's pressured by this the the CEO of the of the joint. And who's the CEO of this of this company? And what's the company called? Rorator. What a name. Um, Rorator. Rorator. Don Rorator, <laughs> heads Rorator Pharmaceuticals, um, and I thought he was like he's he's quite funny. He probably had all the funniest bits in this movie, and he arrives to the he arrives to the CEO headquarters, and everyone's all freaking out. Um, and so like this is this was probably where some of the funniest stuff was in the whole movie. Yeah. Basically, it was like the board is worried. We don't have a Christmas drug. We don't have the, we don't have International Women's Day drug, and it's like you know they take the narrow view that we're losing money, and while that is, that is the narrow view, it is it is also true that we are in fact losing money. Um, so I told them to fuck off, and then out loud I said, "I'd consider it." I consider- <laughs> um, and so those so that, yeah they're, they're desperate for the big new thing, Doc. Dr. Cooper. So they've already they've already given the big blue pill to this this lady, the first test subject, mm. and we sort of zoom in. It go we follow it through her body, sort of Terry Gilliam style, and goes through the synapses of her brain. And so what the drug does is it finds your happiest memory, makes you relive it, and then sort of makes you stay that happy forever. 
Yep. Until eventually your body sort of fuses into a, a, a stasis. But that's sort of, yeah. that's the final act. So I think one of the things that's not connecting is probably the fact that a drug that identifies and brings forward what someone's happiest memory is and then makes them live their life on that basis and then prevents them from feeling negative emotion mm-hmm. is a story concept that would lend itself to quite a lot of poignancy and like quite emotional situations <laughs> and could do and quite a bit, and could lead to quite a complex and interesting story about like mental health or whatever there could still very much be a comedy but not the style of comedy that kids in the hall are doing <laughs> where it's all men dressed as ladies yeah. and kissing each other and isn't that funny and now and this this yeah. dad is gay you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Because I love that idea as like a comedy concept. Yeah, the um, concept is fun. Made me think of something like, you know, like in a weird way, The Invention of Lying. Remember that movie? I do remember that movie. It's a Which good, is a comedy. It's not a bad movie. With, but, but, but it's, it's there's a, so many emotional mm, things mm. that would happen from that invention and it's sort of society disrupting effects. You just, you just need... You need a story like this to just be able to need your feet to touch ground a couple of times, but we are just. But you can't do that. Flying if five high. Five characters play thirty characters. Five characters, yeah. Five guys play thirty. Play eighteen men and twelve women, no. and the whole thing, like it's it's just it's just very sketchy. It it's it's a little too sketchy. Yeah. Not in, sketchy as in, in we don't trust you, but sketchy no. as in sketch comedy. It's ske- it's sketch esque. Sketchish. Yeah. Get to So I think that's where this maybe goes awry. But apart from that, great idea that they've got. They've so they've basically invented they've invented Soma, I guess. This they were just doing a brave new world. They're like, what if we do a brave new world but it's Monty Python? <laughs> and they're like, that's a great idea. But that's where we see Brendan at minute seventeen. And he's all upset because he's got like a rash all over his face. He's one of the test subjects that they're testing one of the medications out on. Also, at the point he realizes that, that they've been there for a while. He's in the placebo group. Yeah, he's just being given sugar. He's put two and two together. Happened. Yeah, and he's just gaining weight. <laughs> and I think he brings a great amount of intensity and range to a very small role. I agree. Well done, Brendan. Mm. That's the end of that. Um, <laughs> that is the end of that. He comes back in later. He does. For a split second. He runs across screen later on. So different With a ca- hamster cage in his arms. <laughs> yeah, when the sort of when the Running lab falls to bits. One of the gay orgies. Is that that's that? what that is, yeah. Because early on in the in the movie the police turn up at that um, at that bathroom. At that bathroom and then forty dudes run out of it. Yeah, like a clown by, car. Followed by naked gay dad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they were having some good times in there. Good for them. And then later on, 40 dudes run out of the lab, including Brendan and a hamster thing. And then no, that, that's... gay dad. And he goes, it's all yours, boys. They were having a good time. 
No, that's just all the test subjects finally breaking out of the lab. Then why is Gay Dad in there? And why does I, he go, it's I all yours, boys? I didn't know why Gay Dad was in there. Because he was having good times. This is Wally Terzinski, if anyone's wondering, played by the wonderful Scott Thompson. Mm, wonderful. Um, who, who plays a, a gay dad in this. And that's, re- <laughs> and, like, and that's not us being dismissive of the character. That's, that's really the entirety of his, of his arc, is that he's a, uh, like... A hilariously badly closeted gay man <laughs> whose wife and children desperately want him to um, stop to being in denial. Yeah. But he just, you know, which isn't a bad, <laughs> I guess it probably is. It's quite a dated comedic Where's idea. your dad? He's upstairs watching gay porn. There's ways you could do it now that wouldn't be. <laughs> it's not, it's not explicitly homophobic i think the way they do it in this the 40 men running out of the bathroom in a sort of in a practice that i believe was referred to as cottaging um, <laughs> it's called a soup kitchen i've come <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a little bit much but i mean overall everyone's just really wanting him to be honest and open about himself and is only supportive of him and he gets a little parade he does get a parade. When he finally realizes he's a coming gay, out parade. Yeah, he just starts he starts singing I'm gay and all the family and all the neighborhood join in as a sort of marching band around him and carry him on their shoulders in celebration. I was hoping that that song would have lyrics, not just I'm gay. He's gay. And that's what they say for the entire song. There's no lyrics. There's no song. I think it is a bit funnier that that is the whole song. I'm going to say that's an number, though. I'm going to say that's an intentional comedic choice. I'm going to say they just didn't want to write a song. I think it's funnier if the whole song is just "I'm gay." (laughs) He's gay, (laughs) and everybody marches. Yeah, down the street that all has the same red car. So good for him. But interestingly, I realized like he makes that realization. Because he takes Gleemanex, which is the ultimate name of this super antidepressant that Dr. Cooper has created Mm -hmm. and that is changing the face of the planet. But no no one else has insights like that into themselves as a result of it. They They just just get happy. happy For him, he realizes his happiest memory is basically just a conversation he had with his drill sergeant. (laughs) That turned him on. Yeah, and and they were like, well... I mean, but I'm sure that was we nice. We do get but... a flashback to another happiest memory from him, though. All right. Like, during one of his things, we see the flashback back to that same conversation of his drill sergeant yelling at him about muscles and how exciting muscles are. Right. And then we also get to see them at war, and oh, his drill sergeant bit. yells, you run in and oh. fuck them, and we'll stay back here and masturbate. And then he runs off with his butt showing. One of the great lines. That's one of That's his happiest memory. You run in and fuck them. We'll stay here and master. What are we doing, Isaac? I don't know. What are we doing here? It's times like this. You learn to live again. That I I wonder just what the fuck we're doing. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So that's that storyline. But yeah, no one else... (laughs) No one else changes. That's just me. Maybe the band guy, but the band guy just goes from being purposely bleak. He just is happy, like that. He just becomes like that's a great idea. Writes a happy song. There's a band called the Suicide Club, and obviously it's kind of hard to still be the Suicide Club when you have nothing but positive affect the entire time, Mm -hmm. and so all their fans are upset. I mean, the Suicide Club is a great name for a happy band, though. Great, (laughs) yeah, true. Great name for a happy band. Yeah, it's just like Michael Sarah on a ukulele the whole time. Hi guys, we are the Suicide Club. 
<laughs> Love yourselves. <laughs> Don't die by suicide. <laughs> Get it? That's what it's the it's the opposite of anyway. <laughs> playing marimbas. <laughs> it's a reggae band. <laughs> no, it's a ska band. Yeah. Definitely ska. <laughs> um, yeah. So Cooper agrees. Like, yeah, let's do the drug, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yes, there were some other other good 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 little jokes here, like the other characters pitching their medication. They're like, it's like Stummies, which is the med- great name for a medication, by the way. Stummies, yeah, make your tum tum good. Yeah, that's what that's what Mister that's what Mister the- Rorator has built his empire on. And he's like, it's like Stummies, but it's just a much bigger pill. <laughs> and they're like, that's okay as long as there's no flipper babies. <laughs> Brutal. There's and it's like, okay, there's a couple babies. of flipper babies. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, I like that this, you know, it had a bit of guts and oomph to it, you yeah. know, at least. And, you know, it doesn't all it doesn't all hit hit the mark, but, you know, it's got a bit of a... I felt, I felt like it had a bit of a spine to its comedy without being like, ooh, yeah, we'll say anything. We'll, For 90s ooh, Canada. Ooh, as, ooh, are you triggered? You know, I mean, this is, I mean, this is before all of that. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it wasn't like... Um, you know, we don't care who we offend. It wasn't like trying to do that. It's just, it just was a little bit punchy at times. So I liked that. One thing I did notice, and it's a literal spur of the moment. One of the police characters says, "Pitter patter, let's get at her." Mm-hmm. As in, like, let's let's go on, let's let's move. Yep. That is a thing I've only ever heard in the show Letterkenny, and I love Letterkenny. Never heard of Letterkenny is a Canadian comedy show that's now like it's happening now. They've had about six seasons, wow. and it's just some dudes on a farm in Canada talking to each other, and they just brown out. And it's very funny. It's very funny, and wow. they say that all the time. That's and a, I thought that was just a thing that they had for themselves. That's a thin premise for six seasons. But it's a. It must a, be a Canadian a, thing. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Pitter patter, let's get out of what an absolutely nothing phrase. I know. Yay, Canada! Thanks, yeah. Canada. Thanks, and pe- thanks for being there. <laughs> and people say white Canada doesn't really have culture. <laughs> I think we've put that concern to bed. White English speaking, probably. Can recommend Letter Kenny, though. Okay. Um, for all and of the other bit actually. that, and I think this is, and this is the other bit that I thought was genuinely funny, is when he tells the story of his father's suicide. <laughs> and they do a sort of family guy cutaway. It also comes out of nowhere, though. It's so like, out of tells, nowhere. Like, they're just out to dinner. And then he just tells the story. like. And this is the only like family guy cutaway they do the entire movie, yeah. really, of just like a flashback. It's not a happy memory. It's and just a yeah. memory. And the, and the dad walks up to the house, all his stuff falls out of his briefcase, stands at the door. <laughs> <sighs> that big sigh and walks in and you just hear gunfire. And it's like, oh no, my other foot. My foot. And then it cuts back. And he says, two hours later, he finally hit a vital <laughs> organ and died. <laughs> Genuinely funny. Yeah, Nothing good. else that funny happens the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> two hours later, he finally hit a vital organ. Doesn't like, not even his head, just a vital <laughs> organ. That's, a, that's very good. That's very good. Uh, so, you know, it's not like there's nothing here. And, no, you know, and like it's very colourful. And there's, you know, people have got costumes. They've got, you know, it's got a real look to they've it. They've had a budget. As Emma said, it's got a sort of Austin Powers vibe a lot of the time. They did have a budget. 
of $8 million. Produced by Lorne Michaels. Produced by Lorne Michaels. Who also, I, who's I hard think, to shake off all of the Austin Powers movies, actually. <laughs> what hasn't that guy produced? Um, Oppenheimer. God, he's 78. Lorne Michaels. Yeah. He's an old man. Not surprising, really, is it? I read, actually, he that the Rorator character is an impression of Lorne Michaels. I think there's a lot of characters on TV that are that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. So that's all of that. Um, yeah, so Gleamanax gets out there. They're like their FDA is just the queen because it's Canada. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, I feel like they didn't really know what to do with it after that. Eventually, you get to the point where the side effects start kicking in, which is people end up frozen in the sort of coma-like state, yeah. which is Reliving fine. Reliving happiest memory. Yeah, but I mean that's sort of that's sort of a force function on the whole. But plot. that also, if it's your plot, that should be at the end of the second act, not the end of the film. Yeah, I, it took me a weirdly long time to realize that oh, Doctor Cooper is is the one, like he's our protagonist yeah. of this story. I wasn't because the film figured. doesn't give you that at all. There's just like a group of them, the group of scientists, and they all seem kind of involved in this situation. Um, yeah, they don't really come up with. You would also an think internal if Doctor Cooper was your problem. protagonist, that actor would play Doctor Cooper, and everybody else would play everybody else. That's how yeah. you give your yes, protagonist. Yes, but he plays other people as yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah, he Which plays a, um, Gay Dad's wife. Yeah. Um, several people. Yeah. But old GDW. If you if you have a protagonist and you want your protagonist to be the protagonist. Yeah, that that would be a good move as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's how you do a sketch show mm-hmm. and have it all linked together. One guy plays one guy. Everybody else does whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah. And have a good time. Have yeah. a good time. Yeah, or I mean, call me crazy. Just hire some other actors. Or, or you could do that too, but um, then your budget goes to actors, not costumes. Yeah, and they've paid. All, yeah, costumes and, and crane shots yeah. across Gotham that they were really keen on getting. <laughs> it's literally just mm. frame for frame from yeah. Batman. <laughs> so Doctor Cooper slowly gets richer and more famous, and everything's going great for him because that's how drugs work. Because that's how drugs work, and it is. I mean, we all saw this in Pain Hustlers, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean, absent from all of this, and like it comes in later on a little bit. They do like a three-month time jump, but like the societal effects of this would be massive if it was like literally a pill and people never felt sad again. Mm. That would like weirdly ruin everything, you know, yeah. because of Brave New World, etc. Like we don't need to revisit all this, <laughs> you know. You and and he does say to the end, like you can't feel good all the time, but. They just didn't really articulate that in a very yeah, meaningful the way. Speech doesn't hit home. It there doesn't hasn't really been. Yeah. A, um, he, his character has not gone through growth. Yeah. For his speech to hit home. No, he basically like he only thinks anything is wrong when everyone slips into a coma. Yeah. Up until coma time, he's pretty happy being day, a billionaire. The day, like this, like he goes, someone says, "Hey, I think something's wrong." He goes, checks it out. Yep, something's wrong, and then he does a speech straight away. There's no like, yeah. There's no tossing and turning. There's no turmoil. Yeah. There's no character growth for him to be like, "Nah, it'll be fine." Oh wait, I've done something terrible. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you you do have Alice, his fellow scientist, bring the frozen hamster to him. and, and sort Yeah, but of, that's that day. That's that same day. It is all the same day, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. After, and this is like after three months of just shredding the world to bits with this incredibly <laughs> significant <laughs> Or at least shredding Canada to bits. Shredding, yeah. Because he's rich in Canada. Yeah. And so and this is where we go to a fancy party. We have a very important part of the movie that was subject of the controversy. Oh, shit. Because Dr. Every Cooper, good film has a controversy. Yeah. He is introduced to the Cancer Boy character, who is a... <laughs> Hi. A boy I'm with cancer. Cancer he wears boy. A, he wears a cap with a C on it. <laughs> he's in a chair. Who originated in the TV show, apparently. Um, and the idea was to be as offensive as possible. And this ends up being so bleak. <laughs> because he's like, my, you know, I'm not on a Gleamanax, but my parents are. Yeah, there's no just, hope for me, so my parents yeah, are on Gleamanax. I'm terminally ill. And then my parents are on Gleamanax because they also have to look after my severely disabled brother, essentially. Um. Uh, and so people thought found this to be an exceedingly poor taste, <laughs> and I was very interested to see it. I mean, speaking as a former cancer boy, yep. <laughs> I mean, I do have a slightly unusual position from which to judge the cancer boy as character. to whether or not it is offensive. As someone who was once a cancer ca- boy, a cancer boy, um, <laughs> I think it's mostly okay. But I think why it comes off as offensive is because cancer boy is played as dumb. Uh-huh. The boy himself seems like a bit of an idiot and just like shit. Whereas <laughs> if you gave that character a little bit more je ne sais quoi, that's not the right one. Poignancy. The right well, no, just just a bit of um bit of oomph and or a bit a of bit like a bit of like he knows what's going on. Sincerity, maybe. Yeah. Like also the I, joke could still be that like there's no hope for me. But my parents are on the drugs, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this character originated from, um, like, it was making fun of people who, like, celebrities and stuff who take advantage of, like, a kid in a wheelchair. Uh-huh, yep. But all that sort of fallen away here. Now he's just a... So we're just supposed to understand that he's come from a place of good comedy. <laughs> yeah. Now he's just like a, yeah, no pun intended, freewheeling cancer kid <laughs> just at this party apropos of nothing. And so I think that's probably why it plays a little bit differently. Whereas I thought he's, I thought they were going to be more explicitly like trying to get photos with him and stuff, and to get social capital as a result of being associated with Cancer Boy. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Because everyone wants to be around him when you got cancer. <laughs> Tell you that. Tell you that. Everyone, huh? Tell you that for nothing. No, no one. I was alone. <laughs> alone the entire time. Got some cool books there. I did. I did. Yeah, got a visit from the old Make a Wish. Nice. Can't get rid of those guys. <laughs> they sniff you out. Um, they make the drug non-prescription. Suicide Club is happy now. That's when he has a music video about the happiness pie, and everyone wears like shiny plastic clothes, and everyone's there. The cops there, gay dad, um, everyone. I don't know. This it, it's just insanity at this point. Yeah, it's weird. There's the music awards. Cancer Boy is nominated for a song now. Yeah, because he took the drug and made a song, which is oh, called. Did he? So I don't know. Whatever. 
Dr. Cooper's there. He's famous. Everyone loves him. He's signing autographs. And I did, like, they were turning up the tension a little bit here where this one guy's like, I'd have killed myself if it wasn't for you. <laughs> he's just he's like, got two scars on his wrist. Yeah. And he's so like, he signed my scar. Yeah. See, it, it's just, like, too serious yeah, for what we're doing. Geez, and, like, that's obviously where this leads is mm. that kind of interesting area of you know, a celebrity for saving people from their mental health but just by a force function of pharmaceuticals which <laughs> you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time but yeah it's all just a little bit too silly to really follow through on that so yeah it started to become quite a chore at this point um that's when alice brings in the frozen test mouth sigmund um and so, yeah, Cooper and Alice are meant to be having a sort of romance story the whole time. But but it's just... Because Cooper's not portrayed as much as he could be as the protagonist, Alice is therefore not portrayed as the love interest enough either. Yeah. Yeah. They nearly kiss at the start of the film. And also Alice is one of the fellas. Yeah. Isn't she? Yes. Which just sort of... It ruins. makes it feel like a bit the whole time. Yeah, it, pulls, than... it pulls out of the illusion a little bit of mm. one of your science science friends is a love love interest. Yeah, like that's a good like a good character choice to have a yeah. little bit a little bit of stuff for these people to have an emotional stake in this yeah. team. I mean, lads, group. can you not just put a woman in your film at the end? <laughs> at the end of the film, the um. Uh, once he g- g- has get his big speech, Heather Graham. but then they have that um, the real press conference at the end after all these people have started freezing and they're opening up the comatory where oh, yeah. you can the just bring, bring your comatose family and mm-hmm. you get $10,000 or whatever it is to love house that. them here. The woman in that in that little tiny ad there, 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 that they're doing, I recognized her face from somewhere. She was on... Whose line is it anyway? For like years, oh, wow. as one of the four people do an improv, and I'm like, that's so cool. And that's all they got her to do. That's all they got her to do. This one little bit. I don't know if whose line is it anyway was happening, like at this point in time in Canada, but that's what she does. Like one line in What's that little tiny scene. Oh, what is, is it? Catherine name? Greenwood. Catherine Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've recognized her face. I'm like, oh my God, that's the first face I've recognized in this entire film. <laughs> and it's from Canadian television. Yeah, she stars on Who, Whose Line Is It Anyway in 2000. There we go. Good for her, I say. <laughs> so people go into stasis. and People, then... go, into, people go, go into stasis. So he, so he goes back to see the lab. That's when you think they're all having an orgy in there. That's when Brendan's holding the mouse cage. The whole lab is trashed. He flashes, he like touches a monkey and flashes back to his happiest memory of playing chess with the monkey. No, that's not him. That's just the the monkey's happiest memory is playing chess and winning chess. Is that us just seeing the, so he's not seeing the monkey memory. Only we're seeing it. Okay, okay, whatever. Fine. Um, Then he goes to visit the original test subject and she's frozen in place just like Sigmund the mouse. Oh my God. Oh, what? It's a thing. He goes to see Mr. Rorator and he's like, we have to go to the media immediately. And then Rorator's like, I've already got a basement full of a hundred of these frozen people. Look at them. <laughs> yeah. Look at them. I like oh, this. Look at them. I didn't mind this when he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should go to the media, but maybe we should just think about it first. <laughs> just stands there and thinks for a minute. And it's like, no, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> Actually, no, we shouldn't do that. 
and yeah, it walks in into the basement. This looked great. It's a big white sort mm. of like Kubrick esque. Yeah, it's like Stanley Kubrick does us. Yeah, I, that's what I thought when we it went down the basement. a lot like, like this us. Is us. This is this. this yeah, is us. Wow. it's just people in all different weird, frozen, creepy poses. Yeah. Um, Reliving their happiest memories in a basement. Yeah, and they're just like locked in like an like, ever-shortening loop mm. of, of what it is they um, used to live through. So, yeah, so good, great like horror elements that would definitely yeah. come through in this. It's a Black Mirror episode. Yes, a, yes, yeah. a, absolutely. A Black a black Mirror comedy could definitely come out of this. Um but instead of antidepressants, it's phones. Oh, what, what if what if phones but too much? Oh, um, that's so Black Mirror. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I, and I like that the the CEO again just goes, and you know, when I invented stummies, he goes, oh fuck, stummies. <laughs> this is fucked, basically. This whole situation is fucked, and they have a pretty funny fight. Where he they keeps putting his finger fight. in his face. <laughs> Don't touch my finger. Stop touching my finger. Get your finger out of my face. Stop touching my finger. Get your finger out of my face. Stop touching my finger. <laughs> and then the finger's broken after that fight. Yeah, he's got his finger <laughs> in a big brace just because he touched it. <laughs> so that's all pretty good. Yeah, I like the comatoriums. Comatorium is cool. It just like the keeps fact that pushing... it's an immediate thing too, because like the day before he's mm. been like, "Oi, we have to go to the media." Like, no, I have a basement. They'll be fine. Don't do it. And mm. then obviously he's gonna have a have a. Like he's going to be the good guy, and he has his little tiny press conference to nobody, yeah. and he's like, "Come to the real one." And that's they just introduce the crematorium, I'm like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so rather so rather than stop doing the drug, they're just like, "No, it's fine." But now you just live out your life as happy. a as in in the crematorium, but you're happy. I like thinking through something to that extreme, yeah. and like getting a few steps down the line of what if this just kept getting crazier. <laughs> so that was good. But then Cooper has his big monologue where he's like, no, no, you, no, be sad sometimes. Yeah. That's what life is about, isn't it? Yeah. And then the CEO says, it, obviously, Dr. Cooper has gone mad from depression. <laughs> and I, again, this was giving me hints of what this could have could been. Because, yeah. yeah, a world where everyone is happy all the time. Now, any hint of dissatisfaction in like a brave new world kind of way also weirdly making me think of like the lobster where you've bet you build a kind of emotionally totalitarian world Mm -hmm. where now you are you are suspect and like definitionally irrational if you are not in alignment with the narrow range of emotions prescribed by this medication yeah 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 Again, I liked that. Yeah, he, I like the, I like the way the CEO is controlling the situation just by saying these things. Yeah, and and then the CEO tries to force him to take the drug. Yeah, and he grabs but, the CEO's nuts so that the CEO screams and he spits the drug back in, which is funny. Great, that's great moment. Funny, yeah. I think yeah, great, great comedy way to do. Like it's a comedy moment that has signif that has a lot of drama and yeah. significant plot consequences. Very wow. good. The big three, <laughs> and the CEO's happiest memory is drinking that coffee that someone pissed in or something. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's a weird movie, everyone. I'm not going to go. We're not going to explain that. Um, but then it's kind of a it's kind of a dystopian ending. Like I didn't understand how Cooper lost ultimately, but basically the drug just continues to take over the world, yeah. and. and 
we return to our Super Mario cab driver. And apparently there, very, are just, there are parades where they parade around the happy people who yeah, are like, frozen. Like the happiness is just like, just keeps like exponentially building on <laughs> worlds within worlds of insanity and happiness. And within a basement. So I kind of liked that. Under the city. Cooper and his scientists. They lead the resistance. Lead the resistance. Of, of, of making people depressed again. Like hell yeah. And it ends with them having made a drug that repairs 957 who was the first test subject yeah by making you relive your unhappiest memory and her unhappiest memory was giving her grandson some balloons and him flying away yeah, <laughs> yeah her unhappiest memory is the time she accidentally murdered her grandson <laughs> and you know it that's it, a pretty unhappy memory that's, you, you would hope that would top the others imagine you? if that was a memory you had but like it's not, not the your worst one no What's, what's the worst one? It's the time I crashed that school bus <laughs> into that orphanage. What's your unhappiest thing? Uh, I burnt a waffle once. Yeah. I was really in the mood. But it for was waffles. like, I know it sounds bad, but it was like the third day in a row. <laughs> and I really, that time, wanted to get it right, and I was in a rush. <laughs> Lessons learned don't rush when you can't have waffles. Don't, don't rush a waffle and two balloons max per child. <laughs> per child. Per child. Per day. Cooper and Alice kiss. The taxi driver says the mole of the story is you won't be happy every day. That sounds better in its original Croatian. Credits. So he's a Croatian taxi driver. Maybe. He, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's That's Croatian. He there we go. Oh. We got to the bottom of it. I'm going to... Look, I mean, I confess, I'm not intimately familiar with the Croatian accent. <laughs> so I don't even think Croatians are. I can't judge it for its accuracy. But I suspect it's pretty wide of the mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, whatever, man. That's brain candy. We we yeah. we watched it. We whipped through that. That was good. I'm proud. <laughs> and again, it's a crisp ninety minutes. So they're mm. not they're not dragging it out. Um, you know, it's not. See, my... I thought I thought it was going to be rubbish. I thought it was going to be worse than it was. And it's not. It's not rubbish. They it's just they make good. a few structural choices that yeah. tilt it away from being what it could be. Mm. But it it has some it has some good jokes. It has some imagination. My you know, thing like is they though... really construct a world and they do create it and they do push it to a to a cool point. I think yeah. it's just kind of tacky in a bunch of ways yeah it, feel, it feels like you're supposed to be like this isn't i don't enjoy this yeah and the characters playing all the the, the actors playing all the characters like that works in a like they're doing it like it's meaning of life mm-hmm. but the story is life of brian and graham chapman yeah only play no sorry uh holy grail or life of brian actually but Graham Chapman is just the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah see, see, you have so, your, have your, you have your protagonist, and all the others. You don't have others. Yeah. Like, if um, Graham Chapman is also other people. Yeah. And now, so, and now for something completely different, it's just sketches, just sketches. Yeah. Having a good time. It's great. Yeah. Just sketches. But. And there's lots of Python esque elements to this, yeah. I think. But. That's the thing. No one can do Monty Python. No, to this day, no one's done it. No, not even them. No, they didn't. Yeah, but a bunch of times they tried and failed. 
if we're if we're being honest, if we're being honest with ourselves. And so that's <laughs> kids in the hall, brain candy. Now we don't score Brendan Fraser's movies; we rank them. Why would you? We're a ranking podcast. Um, <laughs> this is the seventeenth thing going on on the Brendan Fraser filmography ranking. Um, it's not the bottom. I'm, mm. We're clearing a bunch of these things. Are we? Things that I know this is a, already know this is better than. Okay. Younger and younger. Yep. Dogfight, more like dog shit. Uh-huh. Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Uh-huh. Um, professional Man. Yeah. yeah. Professional Man is a strong. It's like a. It's like a solid thing, but it's a. It's a thin volume. Yeah. Um, Twenty bucks. I don't know. I don't know. Then above that is the Scout. See, like, I, I, I don't like the scout. I don't like the scout either. I, I but that's just because I don't like that main guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's actually doing a fine job in it. Yeah. I think this has to... Well, but then above that is the passion of Darkly Noon. I think this has to be... I just... Um, how is that above that? <laughs> it's fine. I th- I, well, I think Passion of Darkly Noon got so high up because... It does have some thematic it does, depth. Yeah, it does some good. It just has a terrible name. This I like. This has some thematic depth, and it has some laughs. I think this actually has more laughs than the Scout. So therefore, maybe it should be above the Scout. We could put it above the Scout, couldn't we? Yeah, because it does have more laughs than but the Scout. The Scout is a big old Brendan Fraser movie. That is, and this true. only has a tiny fragment of phrase. Yeah, I see. I also think. The Brendan Fraser we get in 20 bucks is better than the Brendan Fraser we get in this. It is. Because we get more of it and there is a little bit of growth to it. It's rough. I think it has to be below the scout. Do it. Yeah. Do it. And um, we, but, but 20 bucks has. I know. Steve Buscemi and. The old one from Back to the Future in yeah, it. Christopher Lloyd. Doing that little something I watched crime the other day, movie. Actually. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. No, it was a new oh. movie. Oh, I watched Nandor Fodor and the Talking <laughs> Mongoose. All right. And you said you hadn't seen any good movies lately. It's not good. No, it's actually, it's not bad. Is it's that, Simon Pegg. F- Isaac, can I, and I, and I say this, and I say this I'm, genuinely. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Nandor Fodor <laughs> and the Talking Mongoose is a movie made um, about... In Mongolia? No, he goes to the Isle of Man. Um, Nandor Fodor is a supernatural psychologist or something in the 1920s, played by Simon Pegg, what? who does a fantastic um, Christoph Waltz um, impression for the entire film. Um that's not bad. It's not. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's a new movie. Came out like last week. I feel like I'm getting further away from what you, Jesus. Yeah, wow. This is a real film. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um. <laughs> I don't know how that came up, but yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. He's in twenty bucks. He's in fucking twenty bucks, bro. Yeah, but twenty bucks is not as good as this movie. Kids yeah. in the hall, brain candy. <laughs> Um, and now, finally, which of all the Brendans would win in a fight? 
We don't know much about this, Put this Brendan. Put this at the bottom of the list. Put this at the literal bottom of the list. He's getting beaten by that little drip from younger and younger. Um, he also this guy's sat, he he actually well maybe this guy's out of shape. He's out of shape, but he's he been, is aware that he is currently in a situation where he's like, "This is fucked. I yeah. need to get out of here." So you think he's he? <laughs> so he's sedentary but edgy. Yeah, he's got ed- he's got an edge. <laughs> he's a bit edgy. He's got an edge. Yeah, no, he's getting he's getting pummeled by a lot of these guys, isn't uh-huh. he? He's most, getting he's getting most. pummeled by a dogfight. With honors, I mean, he's cycling around. He's probably got a bit of fitness. He's getting beaten, yeah, yeah. Does with honors get his crutch? In the if fight? he if he wants it, he can have the crutches, but then he's got the leg in the cast. Uh, the nice. legs out of the cast, but then you do it WWE style and just, just like smash your leg out of the yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah, that fucking rock. Um, twenty bucks. Now they're all kind of even. Like he's beating younger and younger. He's beating Child of Darkness because that's a child. But he's kind of yeah, lest we forget, famously. <laughs> but he's kind of equal with twenty bucks. Let's put him in there. Do it, do it, do it. One Kids thing I normal. am um nostalgic about for this film in particular. Yeah. Is when we did Brendan, when we did Daniel, there was some shit films. We watched some Amen, brother. shit fucking crap. Yeah. <laughs> um and there were some weird films where we just had to sit through weird shit. Yeah. I think this, Brendan hasn't really had that phase of forcing us to watch weird shit. No. This yeah. is quite weird, yeah. but this is not Brendan's fault. No. And this isn't, yeah, Brendan hasn't agreed to be the lead in anything yeah. truly insane. And maybe, I don't know if we are going to get anything. I hope not. We're not going to get anything at like Hotel pleasant. Splendid level. No. This is pleasant. Yeah. Brendan's pleasant. Yeah, we're, we're not going to watch a movie that makes us feel that we need to shower, and we're not going to watch. <laughs> we're not going to watch Risa fans masturbate we're, to some cockroaches. We're not. We're not. I mean, we're going to watch Gay Dad. We're going to watch Gay Dad, but, that's, but Brendan, that doesn't make me feel dirty. No, that's just a guy. It's just a guy being a figuring, gay dad, figuring himself out. Exactly. Taking there's drugs. no. There's no cockroaches. There are no talking cockroaches. Unlike that Risa fan short claymation <laughs> short film. Uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're not going to explain because you're better off not knowing. But it's something we watch for the podcast because, believe it or not, Daniel fucking Craig was in it. You're safer <laughs> not having seen it. We're going to be back to talk about Mrs. Winterbourne. Man, we're getting there. It's Mrs. Winterbourne. Then it's Glory Days. Well, I don't know what that is. Then it's The Twilight of the Golds, which I haven't got yet. I think the only access to that are Glory Days has Ben Affleck in it. Yes. <gasps> Glory Days is an independent comedy film starring Ben Affleck, Sam Rockwell, Fuck. Megan Ward, French Stewart. Don't know who that is. Yes, also, you do. Do I? Yeah, he played Inspector Gadget second. No. <laughs> You'll recognize French Stewart. I don't think I will. And John Rhys Davies, Alyssa Milano, and Spalding Gray. French Stewart played Inspector Gadget in the movie Inspector Gadget, which was filmed in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, well, South I Bank. wasn't there. No, you weren't. You know who we also appears in minor time. roles in Glory Days? Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Leah Remini, Matt Damon, Matthew McConaughey. Jeez. Don't know what I'm talking about it because we're not doing that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's good to be excited. Next is Mrs. Winterbourne. Mrs. Winterbourne. Big old movie with uh, Brendan on the cover. Then it's Twilight of the Golds, which I've only found as an expensive DVD on eBay. So look into that. 
but that's a big Brendan Fraser movie as well. Then it's George of the Motherfucking Jungle. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking, fucking George, fucking, bro. It's we George. get to watch George, bro. It's George time. <laughs> it's G-O-T-J time, which is which takes as long to say because you have to think about it. Um, I think we, yeah, that's that on that's that on that. I'm glad we did it. I would have it would have felt incomplete. I haven't had a terrible afternoon. No, no. It I mean like it really did become quite painful in the second half. Yep. There's that 20 minutes. But talking about where you're it, just waiting. sort of like I think alleviates mm. the 20 minutes of yeah. the fact that we've talked about it and had to, we got to laugh. Yeah. You know that bit of a movie where you're waiting for the ending to start? Mhm. Or, this, this movie has that. Also known as 90 minutes in the second half of Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Roasted, man. Um, Take that, Yeah, man. that was the only bit that I struggled with here. But it was much shorter because it was normal movie length. So we can watch the movie and then move on with our lives. We will see you all soon. Anything to say before we go? Not tonight. Or any night. But I'm... Keen for the next one. Also, I'm sending you a link right now to that movie. The Nandor Flandor no, Blings of Golds. Blingos. Oh, is it on YouTube now? Yep. Ah, oh, cool. That must be. Actually, why am I doing it on my phone when I've got this giant fucking screen right here? Great for Nintendo. Oh, God, this one. Not really great for Nintendo. It's 64. not. Nintendo It'd 64. be great for a PlayStation if you wanted to get one of those. Good size screen for that. Yeah, oh, Twilight, Twilight of the Gold up on YouTube, put up by Phrase for Days, our old friends. Nice. Yeah, look, just just got put up three months ago, so cool, cool, it wasn't cool. up there. I'm going to illegally download this. No one going to illegally download this. No one or am know. I? Or am I? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for coming, y'all. Thanks for coming. Join us on our next episode for more exceptional theft of your time.